In this episode, we discuss our outlying opinions compared to the Metacritic. We somehow find a way to bring up King Kai's planet from Dragon Ball Z. We both share our love of fisting. So let's get into those monologues. SteamWorld Dig 2 has perhaps my favorite art style I have seen in a game recently. Unfortunately, that's about it for me. With just a little over three hours of game time, I have tried pushing myself through this one, but unfortunately, the pressure continued to build until my interest exploded. This game encapsulates a large sect of my indie game experiences for better or worse. A strong, simple core concept that I love and initially hooks me, but falls apart through tedious aspects that get in the way of the central motivator to why I picked this game up in the first place. SteamWorld Dig 2 starts off strong but becomes vapor in my mind by the end of the journey with an egregiously silly motivation for the core mystery of this tale. It stands as not worth your time in my eyes, but I'm ready to talk about where it all went wrong and why. Mike, we got to dig our way through this conversation. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? In a world of steamy games, this Man, one's right. a sauna. <laughs> okay, yeah, that works. I'm one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm dried up Larry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like we're both on, you seem to be, no, we're probably about the same on this game. Well, yeah, it just happened off podcast. I was going to say off camera, but we are a podcast. Uh, your intro explained exactly how I feel with this game. On its surface, it just, it's comforting. It's like, ooh, it grabs you, it hooks you. It's got a really simple concept. It looks beautiful. The sound design's amazing. And then it just fumbles over itself by just adding too much needless complexity. And especially the the traversal. There's it war on me again and again. Yeah, the traversal doesn't get good i guess until much later in the game or you get an upgrade that makes it so much simpler and maybe they should have done that earlier but that that kind of you know balancing what works well in the beginning because i want it to be kind of difficult in the beginning i want my runs to be slower and more labor so then i'm thinking about all right should i go get this resource should i not and if you've never played this game it's basically a metroidvania ish where you are just digging down for the most part, digging down left and right. Think of like dig dug, but you're collecting resources to upgrade yourself as you go along. And yeah, that was the beauty of it early on. That's kind of what hooked me. And I actually really thought when I first started playing this game that this was going to be like one of those hidden gems. I was, I was just the art style, I guess by itself is it's one of the more beautiful games I've seen. Yeah. It's like effortlessly beautiful and it's colorful. It's vibrant. The characters, like the animations of all the different NPCs and your character by himself is just, it's fantastic. And I will even say the initial digging around mechanics, I was actually excited to kind of explore. Cause Agreed, I, yeah. And then it was, I can't remember, it was probably like my fourth or fifth run when I got back to the top. When I started realizing it just felt redundant. I started, it started wearing on me a little bit where I was like, okay. Let me go back down, get some more jewels, get some more of this to get like the next upgrade or the next item. I feel like it does have a pretty solid layout. You realize, okay, I'm running out of this or I don't, I run out of energy or space to carry gems. So it does get tedious. Like, oh, I have to go back again because I'm full, but mm -hmm. you kind of have an idea of what you want to upgrade. I guess for me, the bigger concern that I found myself having really quickly was 
one of the main reasons you're I, my curiosity i was digging because i was curious i wanted to see what i could find but the attachment with the story i just was so not invested in the story in this game that the curiosity of going to explore other things started fading for me pretty quick which hmm. is like what, what was your playtime by the way okay yeah so i spent five hours 11 minutes and 51 seconds with this game on my nintendo switch and i did finish it Okay, and I was three hours and one minute. Got That one minute's important. Because I w literally sat there debating if I wanted to push myself forward or not. I was like, nope. What did you play this on? Xbox Series S. I don't know why I questioned that. It's the only one that I've <laughs> played enough for a long time. <laughs> and by the way, it runs like just perfectly. It's a flawless game as far as performance goes. Yeah, I so initially I think the mystery of you just trying to find this guy... Uh, rusty mm -hmm. in his disappearance and you just want to find him. I think that's pretty intriguing and I'm like, okay. Then when you get to the first big area where you're finding your new upgrades and you're realizing there's like these earthquakes and stuff, I was like, okay, what is it? The, the mystery is kind of intriguing enough, even though soon after that, I started getting to more difficult areas, which their difficulty in this game seems to line with tedium. Like, it's just either cheap like you can't see things out of the that's corner. That's probably a good way of wording it, I think. That's because it's not like it's a hard game per se, though. I did have a couple of, you, you know, the moments where you hit something and then it auto breaks and you have to like, it's almost like, uh, what, what the heck is the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's traver uh, platforming mechanics that it had. Ugh. There was a couple points that were a little frustrating there, but it almost added as a nice break in the gameplay. So yeah. I saw what they were doing with it. But yeah, the difficulty was more okay do i have enough stuff to hold do i like what these enemies popping up here how do i kill this guy without hurting myself or do i run out of water or do i run out of you know all these other mechanics that was where the difficulty lied in this game for the most part yeah and, and the stupid jumpy crow things those things terrify oh me. my gosh yeah <laughs> that that enemy alone is terrible and i feel like sometimes near the lava area i don't know if you got to that mm -hmm. area that's where the, like I started dying a lot, and I was just like, I'll push through, you know? Because mm -hmm. I did love, there's this one area that's very colorful and green and all, like, crystals everywhere, and I thought that was super oh, cool. The, yeah, that that was probably my favorite zone. That was when I was, because the only concern I had early on, at least art style-wise, was, okay, there's not a lot changing here. Yeah, it's a desert. So <laughs> I was getting a little nervous about, like, man, this is going to get boring. And then they do introduce the crystal area, I would say, I mean, I don't know the exact playtime, like an hour and a half or so in maybe. Mm -hmm. And that was welcomed. I really liked that area. And it seems to be kind of like a border area. You just go, kind of go into the, you go through there, you realize you can't do much in there and you go to the next area. Well, so they vary up the zones a decent amount throughout the game. I, I also think the pacing worked pretty well because they did these things early on in the game for me where they would, they would have a secret like hidden area but it wasn't really hidden. It was just there enough for you to notice that that's probably a hidden area. And so you'd go and explore it. And I was like, okay, that's them teaching me early on that there's a lot of fun spots to find. And they there was a couple. I remember there's... So on the... What is it? It would be the east side of your kind of main starting village. You drop down. There's this just open area. Well, if you curve back in, there's a hidden like temple or cave or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that's where you go through one of these mechanics where... You have like the timed having to platform all over the place. And then you got uh, 
you know, in a, one of your upgrades for that, and then you were able to spend it on whatever you wanted. And it, that was a, I liked that stuff. Yeah, when you find like these rooms that you go in, it's definitely like a puzzle dungeon is what I'd call them. That's probably a better way of wording it. Yeah, yeah. and so those were kind of fun, but towards the end game, or I guess towards middle to end game, I just started ignoring those because I, I could just get my upgrades from spending the money, and I was just like, I don't really care about this other stuff too much. Okay, so I, I guess then before I ask you about your favorite upgrades, early on, like what was your, what were you prioritizing? To what made you feel like you were progressing? So initially, I was like, all right, I want the pickaxe to be upgraded so I can break stuff quicker. But initially, it was my backpack. I wanted that mm, to be upgraded. Yeah. But once you get the, uh, the, like the jackhammer hand. Then I was like, oh, I want more water so I can use this thing all the time. That move is so cool. And that's one of my favorite upgrades in the game. And again, I think for me, the thing that was brilliant about that one is it opened up more exploration areas. Because you could actually get up and around things because you could break things you couldn't with the pickaxe. Yes. And so that was like a cool little way of like opening up the map. And I would say one thing I learned, I think I upgraded like my light source once because I realized that there are torches throughout. So I didn't really care about the light source because I could still navigate back towards stuff without. I didn't really go much upgrade in that regard. Okay, so I was going to ask you about that. I actually felt like that one was useless. And I just wondered if maybe I wasn't playing the game long enough to where it really started influencing. I upgraded it once also. And once I did that, the fact that there were lanterns you could, you know, light on your way down. I kind of started getting to the point where I was like, I don't know if that's the priority one anymore. Again, yeah. I was like you. I absolutely went backpack. I wanted to, every run, I wanted to grab as much stuff as possible before I went up. But then, yeah, it was pickaxe getting that stronger. I loved, I think it was the, is it called the grapple hook? Once they introduced oh, yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's actually, I, I won't lie. So my, if you looked at the graph of like my excitement for the game, I was quite intrigued early on. When you first told me about this game, I saw it, I watched the trailer, and I was like, ooh, okay, this is pretty cool. I think so much that I actually bought the game. And then from there, so, uh, by the way, my don't, buying don't, games don't, don't buy a game. Because well. <laughs> <laughs> Opus from last season, you didn't like that one either. I love that game. So. Uh, but so the thing is, is, so from there, I was like, okay. And then the desert scenes, I started getting a little down a little bit. And then they, I got the grapple hook. And I was like, ooh, I got more interested again. And then the crystal area. And I can't remember which one happened first anymore. But So there's like these subtle little jumps in interest. But I think that was the problem with the game. Is it was constantly... I felt like my interest was constantly being dragged down. Yeah. And then I would get little things that would interest me. But it wasn't hooking me by itself. What do you think would increase your excitement for it? Where it wouldn't be that constant fight for... Oh, I'm losing interest. Oh, it's back again to lose the interest. In a weird way, it feels weird, but I feel like I needed more diversity in the levels and things that I could do with the digging and stuff. And I understand it's just you're a, it's a digging game. Maybe more enemy variety, more, I think more maybe goals, like goal-oriented things to do. Cause, and then maybe even the upgrades, seeing more of the upgrade reflected on the screen. Because it felt like when I was upgrading stuff, it's like, okay, cool. Now I can break this in, you know, two or three instead of four. Mm -hmm. And I understand in a game that that's what you're doing. That's big. But it didn't ever really feel like... It, the light would be a prime example, right? Like, to waste upgrades on that, it just didn't feel like I was seeing enough in-game results from that. I think what I would have needed... 
to be even more intriguing. Obviously, I set, I found my way to the end of this game, and we'll talk about that later. But I feel like you need to find more things. The treasures were good. You need more unlockables. The upgrades are good. Or just finding different, like, either story scrolls, like diaries, mm -hmm. or, like, another civilization. You find one other, like, civilization in this game. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I needed something else, and I'm not sure what it is, but something around those more, lines. So what you're, you maybe needed more story. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe not like Which is funny, because that's, that's what I got intrigued by. Yeah, maybe like side stuff going on in this planet, this world. Yeah, that's true. Because I think for me, it would have just been I needed more, which is really weird, because we're going to talk about another game that gave me plenty of stuff to do, and then I still had issues with that one too. So it's, it's a fine line on... And it's possible that this style of game just isn't really my cup of tea. It's it's almost like I'm playing Minecraft in a different, you know, viewpoint, basically. And Minecraft... But where Minecraft changes is there's the whole building aspect. And yeah. the upgrade system you know, is that, more of that, a craft system. That might be it, right? Is maybe it's just... And I again, it's not like this game was competing with that. But No, not at all. It's... Maybe there just wasn't enough that I was like my resources felt like the only reason they existed was just to upgrade a couple different items, and then that was it. There wasn't ever like a a bigger goal I could shoot for, sort of thing. And maybe that's what it was missing. Yeah, which it's funny because there's a lot of smaller systems in this game that work for the game, but yeah, I think they need a one or two more. But what's weird about that is I think we're in the minority here, Larry. So, SteamWorld Dig 2 was developed and published by Image Inform and released on September 21st, 2017. Another 2017 game. <laughs> Wild. Crazier. This did exceptionally well critically. It's sitting at an 88% on Metacritic. Whew. Man. It's wild. I've seen this pop up in, like, the top 10 best Metroidvanias out there. I've seen a lot of videos, and I was so excited to play this game this year, Larry. I remember. Uh, <laughs> and... Man, it's uh, I don't know if people are enamored with the beginning of this game like we were, mm -hmm. and then just stop playing, or if like the tedious stuff that I felt just did not. It was it. It's it a style. Them. It's yeah. a style of game. I I think it absolutely hooks like a certain because there's a lot of this style. Like I, I don't mean to compare it to to Minecraft because it's a different viewpoint. But look at like, was that Terraria or, or whatever game? Again, I understand. I'm sure. There's that's probably not a good comparison, but there's a lot of this style of game out there. This hit. And I just think it's possible this is a prime example of a game where aesthetically we liked it. There's a lot of good things that it does. I love the town music. It's so good. Well the, the music in general is yeah. just yeah, it's quite unique. But yeah, I, I just think maybe it's just not doing enough for us, at least with our interest in video games. Which is funny. Cause I Which is like... why I'm also curious why what pushed you to maybe it was the story again. You're this is probably yet another example of you just are I able was, to push. Dude, through. I was with the tedium and my frustrations with the game not being as glorious as I picked it out to be and as everybody told me it was gonna be. There was the mystery. What is Rusty doing? Because it seemed like you find these big statues of him, and you're like, is he like killing the world? Is he the bad guy? God, it's so much worse than that. <laughs> okay, well, do you think it's at all possible that you kept playing because you wanted to wait for that aha moment? Like, oh, this, okay, now I get it. And you didn't want to miss out on that? So it's almost the opposite. I wanted to regain the excitement of the opening hour or two. Okay. 
And I think towards the end game, there is parts that recapture that. Especially you get this cool like uh, hovercraft jet boots and then you just fly around. It's freaking mm. awesome. And you just blast through rocks. Makes traversal amazingly easy. It's great. So those parts made it exciting to reach the end. But I was really hoping for a better payoff and it... Oh, dude, it's... Oh, God, this... The main villain's motivation, what Ru- what happened to Rusty is so disappointing on a level that I can't even fathom. And I hate it. But we don't need to talk about that yet because that would technically be spoilers. Larry, what do you feel about the characters of this world? I think there is... There's a likability to a lot of the characters. And this has almost like a spaghetti western style feel Mm. to a lot of the characters. Where it's just there's this happy-go-lucky nature to a lot of the characters. Like even the mayor, right? Who in a lot of that type of character always has like some sort of ulterior motive of some sort. (laughs) Like they're hiding something. Yeah, And yet it's just it felt like they were upset because of what was going on. But they were just going on with life. And I think because of that, though, I didn't feel like I was just like, okay, where's the where's the switch up? Like, who's got something going on here? I do like that one they're trying to build like this big rocket or whatever, which reminds me of Yoko's Island Express, which is funny <laughs> with that connection. We both have that game. We both didn't love these games. Mm. Something about rockets. Who knows? I do like that when some of the earthquakes start happening, people are like, well, what, what's going on here? Well, and that's kind of, that connection is always, I like when games do that thing where it's, something happens to kind of shake up the the experience you're having, where it's like greater than the experience that you're currently doing. And it, and so then when they interact with all the other characters, it's like, okay, what's that? That hook is good. Feels believable too. Yeah, well, yeah. I really like uh, your little floating ghost companion guy, like oh. Flynn or Flynn or something. Yeah. It starts with an F, I think. Maybe it's a G. <laughs> I, don't I can't remember the name. I like their sarcasm of that one. Especially, I think there's a... In the beginning area, you can go up to the desert, away from the town, and you can go towards the ledge, and you're like, you can just keep walking. Like, the ghost is, like, goading you to, like, drop off. And I was like, oh, okay. I like well, this humor. Which, by the way, that is a prime example of, like, that is an exploration area that eventually you get goaded into that unlocks a lot of cool things. There's a cave down there, which was fun to see. But... I think the thing that I was kind of terrified of was the question, who's your favorite NPC? And for me, I didn't really connect with anybody. Yeah, they're all they're all you likable. Beat the game, you right? beat the, well, that, that's that's the thing that's hard for me to decipher and why this game is weird to me is because they're all likable. <laughs> they are. And they're believable characters. But I didn't feel like they're... It felt like the writing didn't help me connect with them in some personal way. Anybody. And so it felt like I was just digging down, doing my thing, coming back up. You're the person I need to talk to because you're going to check a box for me. And then I was yeah. going to move back. So I didn't, it's just, there was like a mechanical nature to everything. That would, I mean, ironically, of course. Everybody's robots, yeah. But, and maybe that's part of the charm. That's maybe what they were going for. And if that's the case, I applaud you. It worked. It just did not work for me in that sense. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird how that works out, huh? But since you beat the game, what are do you have a favorite character? No, not really. I, I, it's probably your character, Dorothy, and then uh, the flying glows. This is why I just don't understand you. <laughs> like you didn't connect with a character, and yet you spent. Five- I said they're all likable. <laughs> 
sometimes that's enough. You know, uh, I'm not really playing this game. It's funny. <laughs> I say I'm not playing this game for the story, but what kept me playing is because I wanted to see the payoff of what the mystery was and why did Rusty go away? Is he a bad guy now? That's cool. Okay, just let's drop the spoiler warning in then because you've you've reiterated, I think, two or three times now that the motivation was not worth it. Yes. What okay. was the motivation? Oh, spoilers if you don't want to know what happens in this game. So I think you made it to the town where there's the humans, like yes. below ground. Yep. So they're drinking that rum stuff or whatever. Yep. So the which was weird. Who's the who's the head girl of that town? I remember it, it, she's got like the reddish hair, orange hair. Yeah, it, she's the main villain. And so she's the main villain. Yeah. So what happens is wait what. <laughs> She wants to just keep producing the that drink so she can mind control people. And all she did was grab Rusty and put him inside a mech to charge her mech. And that's the that, that's the whole thing. Yep. And you fight her at the end, and that's it. You you realize you try and go back after you uh, destroy one of the last machine things that causes the earthquakes. You go back and you try and go back to town. You can't get there and a new door is open. You go inside and she's there with Rusty in this mech. And he's like, ah, let me out or something like that. <laughs> I kind of apologize for the silence. I guess my thing is, it's not even that that's, that just feels boring. <laughs> right? <laughs> so even, one, I don't even know if I'm disappointed because it was like, it, they didn't, wow, really? So all her thing is she just wants to keep creating this juice to control people, which I guess is somewhat cool, but not really. And he's just in a mech to power it. Like... It's so low bar to me. Like, he's been gone for so long, apparently, and she's looking for him, and he's just stuck in a mech. Like, really? Yeah, that... Oh, oof. Well, I, I guess I'm probably glad that I didn't invest any more time. <laughs> and eventually, wow. eventually you... I wouldn't have guessed that she would have been the villain. Yeah, you, you get a, Yeah, same here. I thought it was kind of out of left field a little bit. That's... Yeah, that's kind of cool, but her motivation is just so dumb to me. And eventually you... Take a rocket and leave the planet and find a new planet, which is kind of cool. Where yeah. SteamWorld build will go. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Hopefully. <laughs> that game looks really cool. I hope it is. I hope it is. End of spoilers. There. Well, maybe this is kind of a spoiler. So I don't know. Eventually, you get to the one area that I hated the most. You go into these, like, this machine, and it transports you to another world where there's other, like, giant machines. It's kind of like a horror element almost. Okay. But the worst part about it is you have to run from them. And if they touch you once, you die. And I Ooh. died so much. It was so annoying. It reminded me like of like a future Terminator where like all these machines are like broken apart and they just try and chase you. It was so annoying though. So would this be an example of them kind of switching up the gameplay a little bit too much where it got frustrating? Yeah, it was. You're basically running and jumping. You're not really doing too much. Like, are you using any of your like? I guess you're using some of it, and I think some you would, but most of the stuff you can't break because it's like hard metal. Mm -hmm. So you can't like do what yeah, you're see, supposed to do. Yeah, that feels a little bit like a mechanic where I hate when games do that. Where especially like let's say you decide to upgrade down a certain path, and there's certain things you like using better, and then none of those upgrades work for a scene. Like I hate when games do that. And this is one of those ones where you have to, when you're not running away from them, you have to dig in certain spots. And if you like, could like uh, touch this outline of the spirit, then it becomes the monster, and they have to run away. And it's so tedious, and the yeah. checkpoints, and blah. I probably would have given up I, if I made it that Oh, point. I almost did. I almost did. I was like, I want to see the final boss. <laughs> On to the quick bits. I do want to shout out before we start this. 
It's got an 88%. You will probably love this game. Maybe. And maybe you're just not old like Larry and I are. So just take all this with a grain of salt. I think this game does a lot of great things. But yeah, on to the quick bits. What you're trying to say there is this is our opinions. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I died 28 times. I found 31% of the secrets. I was level 14 by finish by time I finished the game. This is how you can tell that the I... secrets the artifacts? Bah, I don't know. They're like secret areas. They pop up and you're like, bing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's literally, there's 42 artifacts. Yeah, and I collected eight of those. You can tell that I did not care about that after a <laughs> Which while. Which is weird, cause, yeah, because I had six. Uh, cool tidbit, though. When you beat the game, go down to extras, then contact. It shows a photo of the dev team. I think that's a nice touch. Again, I've said it a million times before. I think when you beat games, you should show actual... It's literally 2023. Or, well, whenever you're listening to this, it could be like 2080. But I, that'd be awesome. On show Mars. the pictures of the people who made the game. I love that touch. And maybe it doesn't work on AAA games because there's thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. But, but you could show a little photo of them. Yeah. You know, microscopic style. I love seeing that. Really solid tutorial. Gotta shout that out. The last boss is freaking tough. And I appreciate that. It's a really dumb buildup. You can talk about, or you can back up to the spoiler section if you want to know that. But I enjoyed the challenge of it. What, what made it challenging? Oh, gosh. They throw a lot at you. And you have to use all your skills, and you have to traverse a very wide area, and then it gets very tight with all the projectiles. That was a good non-spoilery way of saying it. Yes, I know. You got any more quick bits there? So you drink your water. So we're going to move on to the end of episode questions. I got yeah. two of them for you. Ooh, two, two, two. First one, Mike. I would like you to create a gadget that you would have loved to see in this game to add a unique twist to the gameplay. I think some kind of magnet or power beam. So obviously the magnet, you could gather resources from further away. I think that'd be kind of cool. And a power beam just to lay waste to huge portions of the map. Like think of like... Samus's just charge beam. That'd be awesome. The magnet would have been interesting, which you would have thought maybe could have worked out pretty well, especially with all the metallic robots yeah. and everything. And I think the trade-off for having some powerful beam, it would incinerate every resource that you shot. Yeah. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna pick that one for you because what I picked, you kind of. I didn't get the gadget, so I didn't realize this was in the game. I said, so you remember in Zelda Breath of the Wild when you wore the Zora suit and you got to go up the waterfalls? Yeah. I thought some mechanic to get you up to the top really super quick would have been awesome to see. So like a jetpack. But yeah, so I'm going to go Samus now. Oh, okay. I like it. All right. All right. And then lastly, I just wanted to ask you, why do you think we have never seen a massive triple A budgeted version of a game like this? It's very possible that there is, and I just don't know about it. I would argue maybe Minecraft is close to this, but like this style, art style, this camera angle, why do you think, like, it would be interesting, or we could even go open world, for instance, right? Like, think Elden Ring, but you can freaking dig everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so the game that pops in my head, do you remember Red Faction on PS2? Yes. Where you could just blow up everything? I, I, I literally have this in parentheses as, like, one of the options. Like, it would be kind of cool to see that expanded upon. If you could use, yeah, just use the technology of today and think of Red Faction. But oh, create my a, gosh. Create a cool story with it, too. Like, I feel like there's a lot that we could do with, like, physics nowadays, where if you took, like, a large team to work on something like this, there could be something here. I'm just kind of shocked it's never happened. I think one of the reasons you're seeing this is because of budget. Hmm. Because 
a system like this is going to take a lot of time, a lot of resources to play test. And I feel like the risk is pretty high on whether people, if it's going to be worth it, right? I mean, we just, as of time of a recording, we just saw the first little gameplay demo of Zelda. Fusing weapons, like, that is a wild concept, and I can't even think about what the developers went through to make something like that. <laughs> so think about trying to do a physics base of digging in a giant open world and making sure all the systems work. So you know what I'm in my head I have pictured? At first, I started off thinking about, well, what if you had a simple open world, right? Like you did something like you're on the moon. So you can literally dig through to pop out to other sides of the world. But then I thought of like, think of like King Kai's planet in Dragon Ball Z, for instance. Oh, yeah. The idea being, it's a fun, simple world up top, but then it's crazy deep, like deep in the sense of like, yes, actual deep but also there's a lot there there's there's hidden villages and there's hidden caverns and stuff like that but do it in a more just really really big space i i feel like there could be something really fun with that you just yeah maybe that is it just requires too much work it's possible i mean we kind of not in the triple a space but no man's sky i guess is kind of like that you can just Take your beams and, you know, cut through the land like crazy. So we're kind of there. And and maybe that No Man's Sky could be the answer to, like, maybe we're heading that direction. But what I'm getting at is No Man's Sky, exploring all the different planets and things like that is the reason you want to do it. This is the exploration is you want to go underground. So that would be it. There isn't, like, another planet you can jump to. Yeah, I think maybe Hello Games, you know, they could probably make this style of game like a Minecraft on a world base that's more in-depth to that one singular world, right? Because mm. they kind of have the the technology to do it already, I guess. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I think there it would just be, it could be really fun. And even have like maybe like a real-world weather system up top where if it floods and stuff like that, it can affect you when you're underground. That'd be I think cool. That'd be, That'd really, be really, cool. really cool. And I wonder if the risk is worth taking on development cons on the idea because... Maybe that just wouldn't sell. Mm. But then I think about we have Power Wash Simulator that sells like <laughs> these zen-like games. So if you're just digging around to find resources like a Minecraft or something, maybe that would just be awesome. So underground garden creator. So I actually really like the underground, what you just call it? Garden creator. Garden creator. Very I really, zen. I like that idea. I don't like the idea of SteamWorld Dig 2. You can say you didn't dig it. I didn't dig it. <laughs> But I do dig that other idea, Mike. I think you got something there. So, in the future, make underground gardens. And <laughs> hopefully the next SteamWorld dig is wonderful. And I hope you enjoy this game, even if we didn't. Until next time.